stumbled upon Tabcast 58, and on it we battle wizards, give our favorite trends, and we do a 545 finale of Cthulhu Flux. This is Tabcast 58, and my name is Fred. I'm the host, and my co-host is my wife. Why am I the co-host? You're the co-host. Why? Tell me. Because I wrote this whole script for this episode. Okay, yeah, I'll give it to you. Thank you. You're also going to make dinner tonight, so I'll give you that, too. What is your name, even? Oh, my name's Nicole. There. (laughs) Mrs. The Host. (laughs) I know. (laughs) This is the almost host. All right, Nicole. Yeah. Let me just ask you something. What, Fred? This week we're playing Flux, and Flux is defined (laughs) as the action of like flowing in or out and continuous change. So there you go. This hobby of board gaming is in constant flux. Yes. And how would you say you like your change? Would you say you like it all together or in small and subtle? Or like when you open a new game box, what are you hoping for? Are you hoping for mostly familiarity or entirely new? Yes. Which one? I don't know. I mean, entirely new is kind of fun, but at the same time, it's really daunting. Right. And if you don't have like a basis of, well, this is kind of like this, then Mm -hmm. you don't know where to start. and It makes it harder to learn the the rules. So when you buy a game, are you like, I'm buying this game because it's this type of game? Are you going, I've heard there's nothing else like this game out there? I don't know. (laughs) Probably I'm, I'm. I like, I've heard this is kind of like this and I already like that. Right. See, I'd say the same thing. What drives my purchasing is familiarity. Right. Like I like this game that's, that's like terrible, that. terrible though. And this one's supposed to be like that, only it changes it in this way. And that's what makes me want to buy it. Right. Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. If someone, says, if someone says it's entirely new, there's nothing else like this, I'm going to be like, give me the instruction book so I can see if I want to even try this. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the hardest thing is just you're going to have to learn something completely brand new and that becomes work instead of fun. And the whole reason we play games is for fun. Tom Petty would say the waiting is the hardest part. <laughs> quit, quit using that quote. You've done it twice to me now. Now that I have that song stuck in my head again. You're welcome. I like that song. It's okay. Tom talked to me last week. He said he didn't care for you. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. He didn't wow. say that. He thought you were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't understand why you don't like his songs. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole. Fred. Let's talk about some games that we played, okay? Okay. We like to game with gods. We like to game with dice. So this is what we say. But when the chips were gone and the sun came up, hey, let's see what God played. I remember when I recorded that jingle, mm-hmm. it was a thunderstorm, and I was waiting in between thunderclaps to play the ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you were playing it and not me. Right. Now, Nicole, what's the first thing we played? We played Harry Potter Battle for Hogwarts. Yes. The deck building game. Right. How'd you get this USAopoly. game? USAopoly. Whoa, that's such a credible company. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they do a lot for a lot of people that like their games as right. a novelty to put on their wall. You know what? Don't aren't they the guys who do like the thousand different versions of Monopoly? Yeah. Ugh. 
<laughs> but they they they're rich. Right. They like, did something right. They've got some other games, don't they? Well, mm-hmm. this one. No idea. Not that I know of. Yeah. Well. <laughs> do they do the Do they do the puzzle games? Those puzzle. I don't even know. You have like a Lone Ranger one that you bought for a dollar. No, the that's miniature not them. Market that's something else. Discount store. I don't know what that is, and it doesn't make any sense <clears throat> to me. Right. I'm just gonna have to put it together as a puzzle. Nicole, Harry Potter's Hogwarts battle. Right. What is this? It's a deck builder. It's a deck builder. You love deck builders. I do love deck builders. You know what's good about this deck builder that I like so far? What? Okay, so most deck builders they start on this Dominion formula, right? So you everybody starts with the same deck of cards. Well, this of course breaks that, and now everybody gets a unique deck because each person plays a character. Now, by unique, I mean semi-unique. Two of ten cards are unique, right? But there's something, there's something that, that defines you as someone else, right? And of course, they go further than that, don't they? What else do they do? They teach you the game as you go, right? But and we're talking about character you, defining. But that makes you grow as a character, and as your character grows, your character itself gets right. additional abilities. Like what? Like being able to, uh, if you do so many attack points of damage in one round, right. then you get to heal. Right. Or what was yours? If you uh, are able to uh, recover points on a location, then you automatically get an extra attack. Right. Now, some people might say this is sort of a legacy game. I don't think it is. It's, it's just not, it's not a legacy it, game. It's just a game that stared, like baby steps you into the actual full exactly. game. That needs to be <laughs> in... I, well, Spoiler oh, no, alert, we're talking down. about this later. Cool your jets, lady. Um, my jets are cooled. Jeez. Um, so the uh, the decks all be, get sort of built as you open up these boxes. And right. the boxes so, are split into the, the seven books of Harry Potter. Right. If you're not familiar with Harry Potter, get out from under that rock, because I'm Whoa. sure you should have heard about it by now. But it's nice and cool and protective. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> has at least heard of it. You know it's a series about a wizard, and there's seven books in the series. Right. Well, this is handled the same way. As the, as you play the game, you start with book one, basically. Mm-hmm. And book one gives you the introduction to the game. Mm-hmm. And book two introduces mm-hmm. more to the game. And wow. it's pretty good about like uh, only introducing elements that would have been contained in that first book. Right. Each time. Right. And in fact, uh, obviously, this uses a lot of the movie imagery in it. It's uh, all movie. It's all movie in imagery for the most part. Yeah. Uh, except for a couple things like Chocolate Frog's image was unique, I think. No, that was the, that was based on the movie. Was it? Yeah. Anyway. the uh, Trust me, I worked at the bookstore <laughs> way too long to not. Yeah. All of right. that was because of the movie inspirations. Okay. But uh, so so you actually change characters in the middle of this, too, when you go to a certain movie and they actually give you the more, uh, you know, post-pubescent version of your character instead of the pre-pubescent. You oh, know? you were talking about your, your main character, yeah. the picture changes? Yeah. Yeah. And they give you an updated card. Yeah. And this card contains powers on so it So when you now, start out, you're a little Ron Weasley. And you have no abilities at like all. It's like 10. Right. 11, I guess. You, you have, have no abilities. 11. Nothing unique. Right. And then you become the more adult version of your character, which I still think, I mean, we haven't quite gotten into the last box, and I still believe they're going to give us like one more level of character Maybe. for the last box. We'll see. Uh, so far, the game is split up like this. Now, most deck builders like Dominion, it does follow this same trend of deck builders, which is they produce one of two resources. Every card does. Mm-hmm. You're either producing coins or you're producing uh, attack. Now, these also, because there's a hit point system, sometimes these will allow you to get hit points back as a third resource. 
uh, because you know, everybody has 10 hit points. Now, whether you run out of hit points or not doesn't really matter too much because it just kind of puts another like location control token on for the enemies. So <clears throat> in this game, there's locations that you're at. There's a stack of villain cards and you have your little unique decks that generate money and attack and you try to apply attack to villains and buy new cards from a market that's six cards and always available to purchase from mm-hmm. uh, with your little coins. Mm-hmm. And just try to make, and that adds better cards because every card in the in that little deck has, uh, in, your, in your market deck is better. Right. And every time you go to another box, you add more cards to the, loca- you get new location cards because you're at different places. You get more villains to add to the villain deck. Because you more evil more, has shown up. You get more uh, item cards or spell cards and stuff, which those cards are kind of cool because they're split up into allies and items and spells. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really make any difference. They still generate the same stuff, you know? <laughs> Uh, the one other thing this does have is it has a deck called the Dark Arts Cards. And every single turn, you start your turn by drawing a certain number of these designated by the location cards, uh, and they do bad things. They're usually, like, take take hit points away from you, or they add uh, control tokens to the location. Right. Because all the enemies have to do, the villains just have to fill up all the location cards, three of them, with control tokens and they have little spots on each one that has a certain number of them of the spots that need to be filled Little skull tokens right little heavy metal skull tokens they're uh, pretty awesome my favorite is heavy metal anything (laughs) the uh (laughs) so it's got yeah it's got these little spots for your little tokens and then when they all fill up all three of them then you'll lose the game which we've lost one time right and if uh if you defeat all of the villains because the villains all have a hit point then you win the game and the secondary thing that's negative that happens to start your turn is you start off by doing dark arts things, which is usually one or two cards drawn, which have negative effects, followed by you go through all of the villains that are face up, which increases up to three and it's up to four, I think, even at some points during some of the later games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to go through all of them and see if anything that's happened then thus far has caused their power to go off as well. Then you get to take your turn. So that means that all your card discards, all your restrictive things that are going to happen, all your hit point losses. And when you lose all your hit points, you go to zero and you do you discard half your cards. And this is, that was the weirdest thing is in the book. They said you discard half your cards rounded rounded down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so if I had five cards, I'd get to keep two. No. And it was like, no, you discard two of your five. Oh, right. well, that's not even that big a deal. You know, right. So you still can kind of do stuff on your turn. Even when you get knocked out at the end of your turn, you go back up to 10 and you give like a little marker to the location for the enemies. Right. So dying is not that bad. I mean, we get knocked out. can be. We get knocked out several times every game. Right. Both of our characters are just getting knocked down, getting back up, fighting some more, getting knocked down, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, so the decks keep building as we go and their cards keep getting more powerful. And so do the villains. And at this point, what are we at? Game six? Yeah. Because we finally beat five, right? right. Yeah. So we've, we're, yeah. On, we're, at, we're at game six next. So we have two games of this potentially left to play. Right. And I mean, I, I think, I honestly, I get the feeling, this, this game's fun. I mean, it's a solid little deck builder. I was impressed <clears throat> with it, considering it's USA-opoly. Right. I I, but I had really low expectations. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, anytime you, you slap, uh, what are they called? Like a, what's it called? You slap the the 
image on there, like if it's Star Wars or oh, intellectual property. Right. Anytime you just slap something like that on there, right. it just it things tend to not be that great of games. Right. Um, the, those things are getting better as time goes on. Mm-hmm. But with this one, I didn't really have high, ho- high hopes. Um, but they did a pretty good job with it overall. Well, I think the key to this is, is that we're both familiar with the source material. I mean, we both read all the books. We mm-hmm. both watched all the movies. So we're very familiar with that. And if you, if you jump into these books, there's a ton of stuff that you can put on these cards. And they've really... They really dove in there and didn't repeat themselves too much, except for repar- or the Reparo spell. That, that one's a little too often, but it's it's something well, that's, necessary. That was like an ongoing joke, because Harry like broke his glasses every single book. Did he? Yes. I can't even remember. <laughs> Practically. It made me not every single book, but it was it was a constant thing happening to oh, yeah, him. And it, we even have a die that we roll in there now, too. There, yeah, There's yeah. house dice. Yeah. They don't attack things necessarily, but they just... They you may get to help roll you, them or they, they may not. Everyone. It's like yeah. a global effect when you roll one. So some of the cards you'll use will be like an ally who gives you two attack and lets you roll a house die. And then you get you get your two attack, you roll the house die, and you get a coin. Now everybody at the table gets a coin, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And there's a lot of cards that, that kind of support each other and make you feel like you're playing with each other rather than just sitting there watching each playing other play each your other turn. playing a deck builder yeah which is really which nice which is nice yeah it's always nice when they when they add <laughs> something in that that has you play off of one another that's why right. the legendary games are pretty good is because you can like when they added in that oh i think this one does a better job i think so too but i'm just saying when they when they add that element in it always it always improves right. the deck builder I, I think i think if you put this up against the standard legendary game this is a much better game as far as just now, are we mechanics. biased because we I personally am a, I'm a bigger fan of Harry Potter than I am of Marvel comics in general. That's I mean, okay. I like comics. Don't get me wrong. I like them. Right. But do I know every single character? No. Nine times out of ten, there's a character coming in there. I'm like, now, who's this? What do they do? I'm Why saying, do I care? I'm saying personally, this is a more interesting game than Legendary is. I think the theme is really well done in this game. Right. Too, because like, you feel like you're part of that world as mm-hmm. you play. Right. I think uh, if you're a fan of, of the, the theme of the books mm-hmm. and you like board games on this level, why not get it? Yeah. It just seems like a no-brainer. You should just now, do it. on that, though, here's something they'll say. We didn't lose a game until, like, book five. Right. So I got to admit, I was starting to feel like, really? I mean, can you even lose this game? Yeah, but see, then, then at game five, all I did was adjust my purchasing and figured out, you know, there there's like... When you buy cards, you need to get money to buy better cards. Mm-hmm. So you need to concentrate on getting money and just take your lumps from the enemies that are out and get money. And then as soon as you got enough money cards, you can start buying the attack cards. But mm-hmm. always make sure that, that you have that balance between purchasing and getting new cards or in getting attack cards. I guess I guess my, my biggest problem with the game is it is verging on being too easy. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's really good. Personally, I yeah, I really like it, but it's still it's a little too easy. Um, the one thing I will say is that at this point in the sixth game, so we've opened six of the seven boxes because they they do tell you, hey, when you beat this one, you can open up the next box and play the next book. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they they basically developed a seventh book game and then just went backwards and called out each cards and stuff and mechanics. Maybe they did it by design, but I just feel like you and I could have opened every single pack right off the bat and went straight to game seven, no problem. 
yeah, but I like how this is done because right. I feel like I feel like the next time we were to go through this, if once once we play uh, game six and game seven, right. if I were to go back and play it again, I would want to start at book one. I would want to set reset the entire thing and start at book one and go through the challenge, like consider the whole thing as one big game challenge. Right. And I would want to tell you no. <laughs> but you wouldn't because you love me. <laughs> I would want to. I just wouldn't. <laughs> Well, I mean, honestly, for me, it's it's a thumbs up. I say, why not? If you like Harry Potter yeah. and you and you're not objective to deck builders, get it. Why not? Yeah, it's I like pretty it. Fun. I think it's really it's got well a lot done. of lot of theme in it. A lot of lot of uh, nice stroll down memory lane for you. You know, makes so, me want to read the books again. We actually did go back and read, or not read, but I uh, watched uh, the fifth movie again. Who did? You did. I did. I did? We did together. That's my favorite book. The fifth one. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Nicole, enough about that. Recommended Harry Potter's Hogwarts Battle. Recommend. Or Battle for Hogwarts. Uh, another game we played. Castles of Burgundy card game. Yes. Now, you won this game. Of course I did. It was a savage, brutal beating. I'm pretty sure the reason that I won the game is because I learned the rules and taught you. So I knew what I was mm. doing. I suck at teaching. I don't know. I don't Became think so. Became a professional in my own right and uh, gave me a I don't think down. so. I think you got some good, uh, good animal draws. <laughs> And I think you uh, <clears throat> you just had a couple of buying opportunities I didn't have. That could be. I got, like, my, my last turn, I had threes the whole time. This doesn't mean anything to anyone that's listening right now. So let me talk about this, okay? <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, I, I can't say that this captures the board game perfectly. I've heard people say that. I don't believe that. I think it's, I think it's a fine game on its own, and it captures some elements of that that point in that direction, but I don't think it's the basic, I don't think it's the board game, really. In card form. Yeah. So let me just say this. Uh, You got a bunch of cards. Each card is a multi-purpose card. It's either a die roll or it's a location card. The game is played in five rounds. The point of the game is to get the most points. Uh, And you're doing that by collecting sets of cards. Okay? Right. And these sets are a variety of different ways. Sometimes it's one of each type. Sometimes it's uh, three of a kind. Okay? Uh, So the die rolls... It's really only the two ways. So you get six cards dealt to you each round, and each person does, and they're face down. And you don't get to look at them, you don't get to rearrange them or anything like that. And you flip two of them face up, and they have dies on them, and you start using those dice to purchase from a market that is also marked with all these die faces that, that have cards that you deal out to them each turn. And you get to buy locations from those if your die face matches the die column, you know... On, that you've got die faces made. That if your card has a has two pips, then you get to buy from the two pip column. Right now, the card in the two pip column may be a five pip card, but that only pertains to when you build the card. Right, because from there it goes into your planning area, and then you use whatever the pips are. Like if it was in the two section, you play a two card to buy the card from the two the two column. You move that to your planning area. The next turn, you could play a five card and build that card. Now, whatever card and put it you, into your estate and put it into yeah in, in, into your estate, correct? Now, that that's how these dice are used. But the cards can also be used to get workers, which add plus or minus one to your die rolls. They also can be used to obtain ingots, silver ingots, which you can trade three ingots in for three draws from the face down location deck, and you get to pick one of those cards and use it either as the die the the die face that's on it, or you can put it into your planning phase. Basically, right. gives you an extra action. That, that you get to choose how you're going to use it. Now, that being said, <clears throat> when a location is built, it becomes part of a set. 
Okay, and the sets are going to be one of di- like uh, I think it's seven different colored cards. Right. Uh, one of the cards is a this purple one is a wild one that you can add to other sets, but if, they're also worth the most if you put them in a set by themselves. Now, every one of these cards also gives you some sort of bonus when you build them, and there are a variety of ones. Sometimes, except for the purple one because it's a wild card. Right. Sometimes they give you you know you get a farm animal. Sometimes they give you a worker or something like that. You know, there's just a variety. Sometimes it'll let you choose another building that's in the the tableau above that the that with the one two three four five and six you mm-hmm. get to just pick one of them because you have you get to build another building right potentially so you you go through your turns and oh you can also get goods uh mm-hmm. good cards you put in your like warehouse and you have to ship them in order to make the money off of them and you do that by playing a pip card that matches the pip card on top of the goods mm-hmm. and so you're kind of just playing these dice face and and getting locations and building if you build three locations you get bonuses for being the first person to build three if you get one of seven you know of each of the seven colors first you get a bonus thing for that uh there's what else? There's uh, oh, animals. At the end of the game, you'll, you'll get bonus points for having a set of one of each of the four different types of animals. Yeah, you get like four <clears throat> points if you have all four, three points if you have three of the four, two points right. if you have two of the four, and no points if you just have a single animal. So For each set that you collect. Right, so you play five turns like this, and you're playing six die faces each turn, and you're changing five these... rounds. Right, you're changing these goods in and out, and you're... you're uh, trying to make these sets and trying to collect bonuses and it's just a big point grab you know and yes. at the end of the at the end of the game you add up your sets only sets of cards will be worth points and they're worth the point printed on one of the cards in the set they're all the same so it'll be like if they're the green ones they all say 3 and they're worth 3 points right and if it's a but if you don't have all <coughs> have 3 cards then you don't get any points right and if you have 4 of them you only get the 3 point one if you right. have two sets of 3 you would get both 3s I don't think you want to do that, though. I don't know. I don't think you can possibly. You probably can't do that. Maybe you could. Maybe. Well, if you had a know. wild card. I don't, I don't know. But anyways, so you, you add up all these sets, and they're worth different points, and you see how many goods you shipped and collect the points for that. Also, when you ship goods, you get a silver ingot for that as well. And you get to take <laughs> over the first player token. Right. And the first player token's worth one point at the end of the game. Right. So there's just points, 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 points. Okay? Now... So what's the point of the game? Points? Right. Okay. It's build locations that don't really mean anything and collect points. Right. Because I, I, I couldn't really tell you what I'm really doing if I was just to tell you what I'm doing in the game. I'm building locations. Yes. And, and collecting points. <laughs> right. It's truly what you're doing. It doesn't, doesn't feel like anything much is happening except the game is, it's a good game. Underneath everything, mm-hmm. it's just whatever theme you want to put on top of it doesn't matter. They could have gray cards. Gray car- These are the gray cards. These are the you know brown cards. It wouldn't change how I feel about the game at all. Right. You know? Uh, so we played the game. It took about as long as it took to play Castles of Burgundy, the normal game, which I've heard that this game is Castles of Burgundy except way shorter. Not for us. Well, maybe it would have been a little shorter if I hadn't been the one explaining it. Eh. Maybe. It still took us about the same amount of time as me to explain Castles of Burgundy and for us to play it. <coughs> I don't know. Truthfully. Um, so I don't think it's much shorter than the original game. I will say this. I think the footprint on the table is bigger than the original game. It's easily game. as big. I think it's bigger. Because if I had more room, we played in half of our kitchen table. And if I had more room, I would have taken it. Yeah. Because I needed it. 
because yeah. I kept getting my cards running into the new market cards that came out, and my built cards were running into that, and it was just annoying. That was annoying because <laughs> it's it's a huge yeah. The game. footprint is not not it, impressive. It comes in it comes in one of those like remember the uh, the small rectangular boxes that Fantasy Flight had that was like uh, Coliseum was in that type of box. Um, the what? It's about five inches long by about three inches wide by about two inches deep. Either way, it's a really small <laughs> box. It's a really small little box. And so it's you, not a big you, box. you expect it to have a small footprint. Right. And I was really looking forward to getting it because I was like, wow, maybe I can play a game with a little more depth in a smaller space. Because, I, I, you know, I'm always no, kind of takes... looking for stuff that I can play on the top of a road case backstage or something. And no, there's no way. You need a big table, and it needs to be cleared of all the gack on the table so that you can do this. Gack? Yes. That's my nice way of saying never Gear mind. Gear and crap? No. <laughs> okay. But it, 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 takes, it takes a bigger footprint, I think, than the original game, which is shocking. We should play the original game again and find out. Um, no. So, I mean, it, it is deceptive. I, I was hoping for a game that played a lot smaller. The game is very robust, though. There's nothing wrong with this game. It no, feels a, a lot. It does feel a lot like a Feld game. Mm-hmm. There's, oh, it is. there's no doubt about it that this is this has his trademark. You're just trying to min max points mm-hmm. as hard as you can every single turn, and the person who does that the best wins. Now this does have a little bit of random elements to it. You like I was saying on the last phase, I had I had like four of my six cards were threes. Well, that becomes really stifling unless I'm getting the perfect storm of three pip cards because now the market is terrible for me because I can only get the three spot and then everything else is going to cost me a worker for four of my cards. Yeah, but you get a lot more workers by the end of the game. You got a lot more workers by the end of the game. I got a lot more workers by the end of the game. Um, You do get a bonus each turn, too. I mean, well, there's tons of points. You get a bonus each turn. There's so many ways to get bonuses. There's a ton of little nuances. But... um, like I said, there's five rounds overall. And in the first round, if you manage to get three things from your, like into your production and then actually into your estate and you get a, a set of three, you get to claim the reward off of that. That first round is huge. Mm-hmm. It's like the biggest reward. And then the second round, it's a little bit less. And the third round, it's a little bit less. Fourth round, it's a little bit less. And to the last round, it's like, eh. Because it's so much easier to make those little trios right. by the last round. But that first one, that's, I mean, that's really the way to come out quick. Um, so bottom line, I, I think the game was, was pretty good. I, I, I enjoyed don't, it. I don't, see, I don't see us getting rid of it. it, it no. But it's, it is one of those games where the footprint's huge. It's a big game, though, in a really small box. So you're definitely getting the full game experience. This is not an I abbreviation. Think, honestly, what you're looking at is price point at that point. It's like twenty five, I think. Well, yeah, but the the actual game's like thirty five, isn't it? I think we bought the original game for twenty dollars on Amazon on oh, sale. Did we? Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank so you, this, Amazon. This one I got on sale for like eighteen, so it was like two dollars cheaper mm-hmm. than than the original game. Yeah. And uh, if you were going to say which one do you want to play, I probably would play the original. I think so too. It's not shorter. The footprint's bigger. And I didn't think it did anything better than the original game. Do you think this one was easier to learn than the other one? No. I like the other one because you got to actually build your little map of pieces. This one you don't. You're just putting sets of cards down. It's just kind of like, eh. I don't know. So, boys and their toys. 
Right. So, I mean, like, like I said, this one travels way easier. If you wanted to take this in your, in your suitcase on the road, that would make that more would, sense. That would absolutely work. You could, you could probably get this into a hotel lobby. You would take up the majority of an entire breakfast nook table. Mm-hmm. You could do it. <laughs> you could probably do it. So that is Castles of Burgundy. Do you recommend it? The card game. I recommend it. I had fun with it. Yep. And especially for the, for the price, I think it's worth it. Yep. It's not a bad game. All right, Nicole, let's look towards the future of board games once again. Steady your senses, listeners, as the clocks begin to spin forward, leaving your board game room behind and getting a glimpse into the cardboard of tomorrow. All right, Nicole, first up, in the future. In the future, future, future. <laughs> I love your echoes. I know, I love it. Uh, I, I looked at a game that I thought looked really cool called City of Kings. Now, this is on Kickstarter right now. It, it, it's kickstarted out of uh, Great Britain, so <clears throat> it is it is quite a bit more. <laughs> well, it does make me mad whenever I look at the conversion, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, Great British pounds are worth more than dollars, as usual. Right. And then I'm like, what? The euro's made a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, this is another dungeon crawl adventure game. It is that. Okay? okay. This one is card driven primarily and includes a variety of, it includes like a, a variety of different cards and stuff that you can do in it, including no dice, like, or no dice combat. So that's kind of cool. Hmm. But what makes this kind of interesting is there's a random mon- monster generator that can generate up to 10 million different creatures oh my on gosh. the map that you're on, okay? Uh, character creation involves over 100 options. Uh, the, there are six different heroes, 12 different individual skills or unique skills, uh, and assignable stat points. Uh, and the game actually uh, involves map tiles and standees and like 80 quests with, like I said, like with seven stories in it, Okay. Okay. And this game kind of starts off and you build like a, you, the, the whatever story you're on or whatever your kind of quest you're doing, you start off by building a map out of these tiles that are face down and you have a little adventure standees and you start moving around. But here's, here's what's going to make it cool, okay? So the game comes in two different varieties. You can either have it a story game, which is long, or a scenario game, which is short. Uh, like I said, though, the fighting is persistent, not random. So if you do five points of damage, you do five points of damage, Okay. There's no die roll associated with it. Now, this game is supposed to play more like a puzzle. And this is why I think you might be interested in this, okay? Because in in addition to your hero, you have workers that you you control as well. Okay. Okay? And those guys move around the map as well. And they do stuff like build structures because you'll find like a location and you can upgrade something on it and make it more profitable or more beneficial to your hero. They can also uh, gather resources for you. And that gathering resources is actually done with a die roll. You have to a stat roll and you can do that. They've like special little resource gathering dice and building dice and stuff like that. You're going to hate that. But not dice (laughs) associated with fighting. Weird. Now, something else is this thing, uh, whenever you play the game, of course, you're going to be flipping over tiles and enemies are going to show up on these. Uh, And everything plays out very puzzle-like because everything happens orthogonally. And you do have ranged attacks. So you might attack this guy, but you you have to be, you know, make it so this other guy can't attack you. So you have to kind of reposition yourself and you're trying to figure out where you need to go, where you need to be to accomplish the next quest that you're on. And, And like I said, the story has a goal. But you're also drawing quests along the lines, like along along the way as you're adventuring. You'll meet people and 
like I said, there's 80 varieties of those or whatever. And actually, in, in another write-up, they said over 100. So that might be part of the Kickstarter that they're going to work up to, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, it sounds fun. But yeah, and it's fully cooperative. It's on Kickstarter right now for maybe like uh, another week or so. And I'm really close to backing this. The only pause I have, this is the only problem, okay? Because it is, the level I'd want to back at is like 100 bucks. Okay. okay. Actually, it's 120. It's 100 British pounds and $120. <laughs> this is the thing. The pause I have is that the short game is 90 to 120 minutes. That's not horrible. That's the short game. Right. The full story game is 120 to three hours to 180. Yeah. Now, I did watch, and, and people can go check this out because he did a video on it. I watched Rado's final thoughts on the Kickstarter page. Yeah. And he said that he and his wife really enjoyed it. And they really enjoyed the idea of the puzzle aspect. And they said that three hours flew by without even noticing. See, that's scary, though. <clears throat> Why? Well, because I don't want three hours to just go by without me noticing. <laughs> well, he said they were so invested they didn't care. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't notice that they had just And we've had that hours. happen with several games. Right. So. Right. But that's uh, that is the City of Kings game. Looks kind of fun. You got little standees, and oh, and the monsters are just wicked. You know, yeah, they just get uh, they they get tougher as they go, and eventually you have these like godlike creatures running around, and you're still trying to complete your story quests. And I don't know, it looks cool. It really does. And they've already like added new like three or four new creatures or, or characters you can choose from because the base box came with like six or seven heroes. And now there's like three more added to that. Uh, <clears throat> so pretty cool. Yeah. The monsters are weird. They just have a banner that it's associated with them. And then they put like some different stuff, your character sheet. Uh, you have to buy like an upgraded version of it to get the, the bump resistant thing. And I would say that you can't play the game without it because the character sheets is probably the most ridiculous part because there's like, I would say there were eight cubes that were on one little, you know, mm-hmm. eight and a half by 11 character sheet. And it's like, oh, if I even bump the table at all, everybody's eight cubes and workers and resource tokens and everything goes sliding across their character sheet. See, that's a problem. That's <laughs> he, a big problem. He's got like a, a template, though, if you buy the upgraded version, that is bump resistant <laughs> template is what he called it. Yeah, see, I don't even think that should be an option. That should just come with it. Right. I think Because it's ridiculous. Because right. seriously, if you bump it and everything goes flying, right. your game's over. It's just, And that's the most frustrating thing right. ever. But like I said, he's offered that option. It's just, I'm just telling you. Mm. What? Stop being so mad about it. It's like the glue. Some <laughs> things you just include as a courtesy. Oh, yeah. Just come on. It's not always <laughs> about the dollars. This is a business, lady. This is a business. Well, give me the glue. No. All right. Another one. Okay. This one uh, is from Renegade Games. They're the makers of the hit game Clank. Clank's so much fun. I want to play that again. Now, they're releasing an interesting title this summer called Flip Ships. Okay. Now, do you remember uh, what was that battle at Kimball's Cascade? Do you remember we played that game? The video game like Right, and we were, we were competing against each other in that Right. Game. Imagine that, except that this is a cooperative game. Okay. And it's dexterity-based. Okay, yes, I'm sold. Okay. That'll so, be fun. So how many cooperative dexterity games can you name? Co- well, Dungeon Fighter. Right. 
Well, I mean, that's kind of a dexterity game. It's a dice chucking You're bouncer. You're chucking dice off of your elbow <laughs> and your nose. Well, this one, this one has discs, so you're going to be flipping discs around and doing stuff like that. Uh, but it is a cooperative dexterity game, and people take the role of spaceships defending their planet from an army of aliens and their mothership. And not much is shown beyond the box art, but a dexterity co-op is, is almost never done. Yeah, it'd be fun. And it's coming out this summer. This is, I think, one there's of the... There's not a whole lot of dexterity games out there anyway. I mean, there's right. some, definitely. There's uh-huh. the Flick'em Up mm-hmm. and Pitch Car. And then junk, junk Art. Right. Um, which is a different kind of dexterity. Right. That, that Rampage, anim- the animal. terror in Meeple City. What's the <laughs> Animal Upon Animal or whatever? Or that... Uh, oh, they screwed it up twice on... <laughs> On we, we watch beer and board games. We like those guys. And right. they screwed it up twice on there, and then they finally got it to work. What was it called? I don't know. Beasts of Burden or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they had an app that could sense the toy, little toy block or whatever they were putting, whatever shape it was on top, and right. it was messing up. That's dexterity. <laughs> That's a cooperative one. Right. There you go. Ha-ha, I found one. Woo, there you go. Uh, <clears throat> but this one is coming out this summer. I think it's their big Gen Con release. Okay. Just so you know, not so I don't know fall. anything else anything else about it right now, <laughs> except I, it was made by Renegade, who's you know Clank we liked quite a bit. Yeah, <clears throat> last thought, they've had a couple games I've liked. So right there you go. Last uh, future game I want to talk about. I have nothing on this category. Uh, that's okay. I'm so sorry. That, that, I, I tried to look I, real quick on my phone. I got nothing. Right, right. We don't expect anything from the co-host. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Big Trouble in the middle, Little China miniature game. I thought we talked about this. No. Didn't we? I don't think so. You sure? I'm pretty sure. Uh, this is, uh, I'm, I'm going to say this. Yeah, I don't care if I talked about it or not. <laughs> I, I'm, th- I'm a sucker for the, you know, one of the suckers that got the legendary version of this. Yeah. Even, even though I'm like already kind of backpedaling away from legendary going, I bought enough. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm done with this system. Done. I still said, oh, well, Big Trouble in Little China, I got to buy it, you know? Yeah, in that voice. <laughs> buy buy this. It. Here we go. <laughs> Here's my cards. money. Cards, and there goes my money. They, uh, so when this comes out, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm probably going to get it. I know you will. Because this, this thing, it features a bunch of movie characters in it, like in miniature form. Like they showed like the little uh, beholder looking guy, mm-hmm. little egg shin. You know, all the storms are in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Independently funded, so there's not going to be a Kickstarter thing. They are going to have some sort of pre-order bonus, potentially, if you want to pre-order from their website. I can't remember who does it, though. Mm, <laughs> Those guys. Know. Just look it up. You'll find it. Um, <laughs> uh, it is a dice-based miniature game, so but it allows you to play out the story in the movie. Now, my problem with this is, I really wish someone like because I saw the Ghostbuster games. Remember those? And they just basically were like, hey, play the first Ghostbuster movie. And it's like, eh. yeah, how come I can't just bust ghosts? You know, <laughs> this is the same Bustin kind of thing. makes me feel good. This is the same kind of thing, though. I mean, I wish they would have done, taken this, you know, something like this and they would expand the universe a little bit. You know, why not? No, I saw just, something really disturbing on Facebook the other day, by the way. Does this have anything to do with Big Trouble in Little China? I almost had to unfriend somebody. (laughs) It said that if if somebody says, who are you going to call? And your first thought is Ghostbusters, I can't be friends with you. And I'm like, well, of course my first thought is Ghostbusters because I'm awesome. And so are they. Well, who are you going to call? 
Ghostbusters. Right. I mean, who who else? No one. If there no was a, if there's a modern version of that that said Lady Gaga or something. <laughs> Anyhow. Okay. Anyways, I, I mean, I'll accept Back Ray Parker you know. Jr. since he wrote that song. <laughs> the uh, I'd say if they just made a cool kung fu miniature game and slap the Big Trouble style on it, you know, and, and then expand on the world of it, I'd be okay with it. And I really hope they do something for the replayability because my expectations right now is that this game is for fans and not gamers. Mm, you know? That happens a lot, though. Right. It's about the same as my expectation for the Evil Dead uh, miniatures game that I got. But that's made by fans. Right. So you should have a little bit. Well, I'm, this is going to be made by fans, too. But it's made by comic book, a comic book company. Right. That's who designed it. This is uh, Everything Epic USA or U.S., EverythingEpic.us. So it's Everything Epic Games? I guess. Okay. That's what um, it says. But, you know, the... Coming soon. <clears throat> right. <laughs> <laughs> now, Nicole, the trend of taking a license and putting it on a board game goes back to probably at least the 1960s, okay? But I asked the Guild how they felt about trends in this episode, in this episode's peaked interest, Okay. Okay. Wow, would you look at that? Magnificent. Here are some peaked interests. All right, Nicole. Now, the question I asked specifically was, what trends in board games are getting old and what new ones have your interest? Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, Brendan answered first, as he's apt to do. <laughs> He said, uh, for him, the main, ugh, not another one of these are the collectible card games, the kind that use a distribution model like Magic, where you buy random packs and have to chase rares. And he said, this feels like an abusive sales model and wasteful to boot. By contrast, he loves the extendable or living card games where everyone can buy the same pack and be on the same footing. He said, runners up, zombies, games have been long over, though he will still look at them. Uh, because he studies the genre as an academic, and he gives his website there for okay, we'll just give it to you. It's zombiesinpopularmedia.org. There you go. So there you go. Uh, and he says Cthulhu isn't an automatic turnoff, but he doesn't think it's an auto win the way it used to be. By the way, I just have to say um, <coughs> his disdain for the collectible card games I think is all jealousy because he didn't think of it first. Because if I'd have thought of it first... Well, he didn't get all the rares like I did. I wouldn't have been against it. (laughs) What rares? He didn't get all those rares I got. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, He said he's still in on the legacy games, but he's getting tired of the games that present the campaign and call it legacy games like Fabled Fruit. Real games that develop a campaign and offer irrevocable... Yes, changes have been amazing so far for him. Uh, So, collectible games... I'm not a fan. If you if you tell me, I'm going to give you the chance to get something good, and if you don't buy another pack, I don't want your game. Forget it. I don't personally want to play them. Right. However, if I were able to develop one and profit from it, I would totally sell out right, in right. that manner. Well, right after Magic did their game, mm-hmm. and it took off after they rebooted it and, and tried again, then and it Pokemon. took off, then... A whole bunch of games before Pokemon and before Yu-Gi-Oh 
tried Yu-Gi-Oh, I forgot and about that failed one. miserably. They because all just fell apart because they just lightning in the bottle that you have to have. Right. They couldn't capture this. They could they could only like copy the model. They couldn't capture the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so eventually a game came, you know, games like Yu-Gi-Oh came along and, and gave you different alternative ways to play that made more sense. And of course they backed it with a giant cartoon push and video game push that helped establish them as products. But Without that, I think they would have really, probably would have fallen by the wayside as well. Do you well. know what blows me away? <sighs> What's that? I think right now, and this is not backed up by any specific statistic, just casual observation, but I think one of the most popular recent collectible card games mm-hmm. isn't even a real game. It's that Hearthstone on the iPad. Right. But people buy those cards. Right. For this game right. that you can't even take anywhere. Right. You just play it on your phone or right. your ipad uh-huh that's crazy but yeah, again but something about it <clears throat> lightning in a bottle they got it they did it all they'd have to do for that game to make those packs worth it is open up a market where i could trade you permanently a card and you could pay me for it in some way if they did that they would actually have the magic the gathering model right now they don't even need it what are they doing what are they having to produce Ooh, they drew another picture and they developed code, right, but then which they made sell, it go online they and they sell you the it chance. for real money. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. They because don't want you to get the money for having <laughs> the rare card. But this is the thing. That's how magic makes its money for real. Magic, you buy cards, a whole bunch of them, like pack and pack and packs and packs. Right, right, right. That's what you do. Yeah. And then you get all the cards that you don't want that somebody else wants really bad and you sell all of those back to the store that you're in back to wherever you need so that you can get the cards that you actually want or store credit to buy more packs. And there's this market but, that happens behind the scenes. And the fact that nobody's benefiting stores, from that, the, the stores the store are, is, yeah, but Richard Garfield probably is not getting a dime off of any of that. I don't care. It's just like with <laughs> like uh, all the video game industry getting all up in arms about GameStop and selling their used copies. Oh, pardon me. Pre-owned copies, whatever. <laughs> It's used. the same thing. They, <laughs> the developers are no longer getting a cut right. of that money. So they don't want it. So honestly, Hearthstone is a much better business model than Magic because they don't have to worry about the resale. But I'm saying, I'm saying people would be more interested if there was a resale. Possibly. They would sell more cards if people could sell some of the cards. Yeah, but it's still, it seems like you're kind of cutting your own throat by making it available for resale. And you have to produce an actual product. So. You don't. You just have to produce the way for someone to actually give it to somebody else permanently. You can't do that. <clears throat> well, I guess you could. Somebody could. In exchange that, for something else. That's what World else. of Warcraft is, right? World of Warcraft, they do gold okay. mining and stuff. I yeah, don't, you can sell those. You can sell your gold and stuff, I think, for real money. Yeah. But again, the people who made the game aren't getting that money. Right. So they don't care. No. <laughs> They don't want you to do that, I'm sure. Uh, but anyways... I, what are we I, talking about? We're talking about Magic the Gathering. I think <laughs> that... Um, I still think the game of Magic's okay. I think if you were going to say, Fred, which one would you rather play? Would you rather play Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh, which I've played both? I'd, it's a toss-up. They're both just as good as the other, to me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people would argue that. I don't care. <laughs> I think that Netrunner's way better than both of them. I do like Netrunner. You know? <laughs> so We need to play that again. No. Okay. Um, So, no, I'm not a huge fan of that. I I think that some people are, and I understand why they are. And it's because, I, you know, I've talked about it before. Like, it feels like uh, underage gambling. 
in a lot of ways. <laughs> it kind of is. I think that they're scratching off lottery tickets every time they open a pack and seeing if they win. Right. And if they don't win, they just want to buy another lottery ticket and chase their losses. And if they win, they spend a bunch of that money on more packs, you know? Right, but at least at the end of it, they have something of value as opposed to a lottery ticket, which is of no value whatsoever. You could make a big collage out of it and sell it as art. <laughs> you can turn it back in for a second chance option and <clears throat> win a trip to Hawaii a there lot you of go. times. See? I've never done that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and Legacy, I'm still in on Legacy games. They're fine. Whatever. I had a good time playing Pandemic Legacy. It was a good time. Let yeah. me tell you all about the ending of that. No, I'm just no, kidding. Don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> uh, Kurt then jumped in. And, you know, I got to say, isn't Kurt the one? Kurt, you were the one who bought, uh, you bought Touch of Evil and then never mentioned it again, which led me to believe that you hated Touch of Evil. <laughs> was it him? I think so. So, Kurt, Did you, you lead him astray. I, I, maybe. Because he said something like about loving terraforming Mars. And I was like, uh-oh, wrong type of game. <laughs> but uh, anyways, Kurt uh, jumps in and says, right now I'm enjoying the Mars theme in games. I'm loving terraforming Mars. My niece and I have some pretty intense games going on right now. I kickstarted the super hot the card game, and in the pledge manager, they offered him Pocket Mars at a super low price, so he snatched it up. And even though he did not pre-order, he'll probably pick up First Martians at some point. As long as the game is good, a repetitive theme is fine with him. And when it, someone slaps a theme on to capitalize on a trend, and the game is bad, where I have is where I have issues. So he's probably talking about that. a touch of evil. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they didn't slap a theme to capitalize on a trend with that. He's saying the game would be bad, and they just slapped a theme on a bad game. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know if he said that about that <clears throat> or not. It might be. Um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of these games at, at their core, like I said, uh, about, uh, castles of Burgundy card game, the game is fine. It's a good game. Okay. The theme is nothing. It's, it's whatever. It has no bearing on whether the game is fun or not. It's, <laughs> there's a design and a mechanic system underneath everything that's completely transparent because the theme is transparent. Right. It Can means we get nothing. get through the rest of this list? No. What? I want to talk about my list. Okay, we're getting through them. <laughs> I would like to discuss what these guys say. Yes. I will. I will. Um, <laughs> Doggone it. So, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's, I don't know, sometimes a, a game needs a theme or it has nothing. <laughs> um, Rincewind says, not the exact answer to your question, but he has a new one that he hopes is getting old. Uh, He's not a fan of the legacy games. Maybe it's just because they don't want to lay out a fair amount of cash or he doesn't want to lay out a fair, fair amount of cash to buy something that you only get a single playthrough on. Technically, it's not a single playthrough. No, it's like a multi, mi- right. mini multiple playthrough. Of, right. Uh, I mean, Risk Legacy, done, we played, done. what, 15, six, 15 games? Times, yeah. And then uh, Pandemic, Pandemic Legacy, we played like 16, 16 or 17. Yeah. So, and they were full sessions and you're even more invested than you were to the last session, every session, you know? Yeah. So there's a buildup that, that you don't get in the normal games. It's a tournament. And even like a lot of games, I don't think that we've had that many sessions of those games any, like to begin with. So we probably actually got our, got more of our money, right. money's worth. But we're also looking at this from, we are like six sad collectors that have too many games that we can never possibly play right. that many times of each of them anyway. I'd say I don't like the legacy games that make you repurchase new modules every time and they give you a five-hour experience 
of ridiculous running into the same wall until you figure out the way around it over and over again. Time stories. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like time stories. And it's sort of a legacy game because there is an overarching story that has different settings. It's only a legacy game in the fact that you ruin it as you go through it. It sucks. Anyways, (laughs) Um, Daniel says with terraforming Mars, the Robinson Crusoe Mars game and high frontier. I don't know what that is. uh, Maybe we'll get to see a trend of hard sci-fi games. He likes that idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the, the the Mars game. I think it's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Terraforming Mars. I remember I, I was there the night that Daniel played that. I was not at the tabletop. Um, and I don't know what high frontier is. I don't mind sci-fi games. I like, uh, but I like them to be a little, I don't, I don't just want Agricola sci-fi. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Please do something more thematic with it than that. <laughs> you know, uh, Nicole, what do you think, uh, about gaming trends? What do you like? What do I like or what do I not like? What do you like? Oh gosh. Okay. Well, you liking, don't like anything. No, I do. Um, and, and I don't think this is like a new trend. I think it's been around for a while, but I think it's hmm. getting better done. The more people practice what the baby stepping method, like in Harry Potter. Right. Or also mechs and minions. Right. Same thing. It's got mm-hmm. like a campaign that teaches you more like a video game. And I right. think that's really entertaining and it makes it easier for newer people to get into harder games quicker. Well, I think by the time that what's neat about that is by the time you get to that game, like we, we play games five times because we want to know that they're, whether they're good or not after the Mm -hmm. fifth time, these games, by the time you get to the big version, the full version of the game, you are competently playing that game. You're not going to the rule book every five seconds. You know, this game. Right. And I think that's awesome. Right. Um, it teaches you like a video game. Yeah. It's it baby steps you in. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to see more of the baby stepping genre. Right. Coming in. However it's done, mm-hmm. I think that's just an awesome way to do it. Right. Because it's it's just more inviting overall. And I, you don't have to be a collector of games to say, well, okay, I'm new, so I want to get something on this level, so maybe I'll buy this game. And then i got to buy another game to have a different experience, and i got to buy yet another game to get even more experience. With this, I buy a game, and I get a beginner level all the way to an expert level of right. that game, which helps with all of the other types of you know, mechanisms out there. Right. So you like the baby step trend. I do, where they introduce new components. Like it may start like, I mean, they could do something as, you know, that starts out as a deck builder that ends up with worker placement involved with it. Right. That's great mm-hmm. um, to get those different mechanics in all in this one game. And right. it gives you longevity of the game itself, mm-hmm. which I think is a plus. Yes, it's very good. Now, I think uh, I, I will say that we've seen the end of the zombie games. And we've seen the rise of the Mars games. We've yeah. seen the era of, we, we are in sort of the era of the legacy. But I think that my favorite is the rebirth of the dungeon crawl game in card form. And it's because like leaping off the back of like RPG light games like Sentinels of the Multiverse, Pathfinder Adventure card game, and Lord of the Rings card game, we're getting to see stuff that's much more story drill- driven, like Arkham Horror, the card game, which you've got to admit, tells a story. Yeah. Uh, Gloomhaven is another one that, that people are just smitten with at, at this point, and the City of Kings game I just talked about. Mm-hmm. You get this nice story that comes out of this game, and it's it's mostly card driven. It's just really interesting. Oops. Yep, you got your ringer on. I didn't mean to. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, good grief. Don't read the text. I'm just I turned off my ring. Leave me alone. <laughs> so what's your biggest problem you have? What's, your, what's the trend that you like the least? Or is it more than I, one? I got like three of them. Oh, here we go. I know. Haters are going to hate, aren't they? It's easy. <laughs> it's easy to say, I don't like this anymore. Get over it. It's right. hard to say, I'm really enjoying this okay. and I want to see more of it. Do it. You know? Let's hear um, it. Cthulhu. What? I'm, I'm so Cthulhu bored. What? But that's, I mean, I've, I've mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, whatever. It's just too easy. It's like, oh, let's, although, okay, having said that, I saw like the best thing ever on Instagram the other day. It was like a turducken, only it was a Cthulhu duckin or something. And it was, somebody had taken like, like a ham, like a spam and then put it inside of bacon and then wrapped it all inside of an octopus. So it had all these legs coming off of it. It was like the coolest thing ever. And then baked it. All right. Cthulhu. I would eat Cthulhu. What else? Um, this is kind of sad because we just talked about, uh, (laughs) the castles of Burgundy card game. Yeah. But honestly, the card game version of blah, blah, blah. You don't like that. It's. I just picked up the card game version of Power Grid so I wouldn't have to play with the map because that's my least favorite part of Power Grid. Well, we haven't tried it yet. I mean, (coughs) I think it's... My problem with it is because of Castles of Burgundy. Why did we need a card game version of it when it doesn't save me any space? Right. It doesn't save me any time. Right. It saves me two whole dollars on the price and slightly diminishes my my experience. Right. If you're going to do a card game version of blah, blah... It very specifically needs to be a very small version, travel, portable, easy, not just in getting it there, but also in the play space that I need in order to be able to make it happen. Right. I need to be able to play it in like a two foot by two foot space. Or That's what I want to say. If, if you tell me it's such and such the dice game, card game or whatever. Blah, blah game. <clears throat> unless it's the miniature battle game. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it better be smaller. Right. Okay. And, and I think that's why that trend bugs me is because we just said, oh, here's a card game version. Right. It has but to be. But there's no you, point you for cut, it being. You got to cut the time in half mm-hmm. and make the, 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 you know, imprint on the table half. Right. As well. And if the experience is slightly diminished, I'm okay with that because right. I was still, I got the basics of it, but I was able to take it with me and play it while I'm waiting for my dessert at dinner. Right. You know, but not. Well, maybe not my dessert at dinner, but all right. Waiting for a table on a Friday night. Okay, what else you got? Um, I can't remember. Did you get a text message? I did. I'm not going to read it right now. <laughs> you just did. oh oh. Everybody's <laughs> going to hate me for saying it. Well, I'm braced right now. Get ready. The hate's coming. I'm already sick of colonizing Mars. <laughs> but here's <laughs> we haven't why. even started. Oh my God! There's like 17 games out there that talking about Mars. Here's why it bothers me. Oh. We're not going to go and colonize Mars. Why don't we can't even colonize the moon? Why would we go to Mars? Is it just because we think the asteroid is going to come and destroy us and it'll take the moon with us? There's atmosphere. There's barely atmosphere. (laughs) We could make an atmosphere on the moon as easily as we can on Mars. No, we can't. It's not the same. Okay. Billion degrees in the sunshine and minus billion in... (laughs) Like, okay, so the the other day, (laughs) speaking of space stuff, that just kind of irritates me. Yes. Because I get the wrong impression from the internet. Okay. And then I find out, what? Um, Like, they're talking about the flags that are on the moon are all disintegrating, but yet they don't have any pictures of any of them in this disintegrating. They're just speculating that they've 
Did you see the Chinese photographs? No. China went to the moon. When? Like a couple of years ago. Did they take pictures of our flags? Is that because they didn't show me any of these pictures? They said, from what we can understand, the sun and the radiation, and then it's going to take out the color of the flags because really they're just rayon. We couldn't get space flags to put up there. But we're going to go colonize Mars. We didn't make space plag- flags we until the 80s. We can't think about <laughs> space flags, but we're going to colonize Mars. It's not going to happen anytime soon. Let's. I don't. I'm, it honestly, just bothers th- me. This is the truth. It's that so impractical. I'm. I'm just saying that there there is a, mo- a movement to try to do it, and it's supposed to happen by 2025. Okay, I should still be alive by then. Yes, and then you'll be eating those words. I would love to eat those words along with a little <laughs> Mars burger. All right. And then they had a movie about the kid that was born on Mars, but then he comes back to Earth oh, and you his bones are all screwed up because the atmosphere is different. And you are a Mars hater. I love Marvin the Martian. No, you don't. <laughs> no, and and honestly, it doesn't it doesn't bother me all that much that there's so many Mars games out there. It's just the concept of. All of a sudden, we're all going to colonize Mars, and I just don't see it happening. Right. I think they tried to reskin a bunch of colonizing games as a space game. That's yeah. all it is. Just a rethink. And we just stick them all on Mars. Why, what, <coughs> maybe we should mix it up and do Pandora. No, don't do Pandora. Right, I hated that. <laughs> Enough about your hates. Okay. You hate too much. I do. You love to hate. I love to hate. <laughs> all right. My biggest problem is the misuse of Cthulhu as a gimmick. See? <laughs> but it's it's not Cthulhu, the theme, it's C- the use of Cthulhu. Because the writing of H.P. Lovecraft has protagonists that are doomed. They're doomed. They're in their last moments of life. And they're telling you, this happened. I promise you this happened. I'm dead now when you're reading this. Mm-hmm. But this happened to me. They are helpless. So how do you win? They are helpless. They are afraid. They are merely warning you that the darkness of uh, the darkness they've discovered right before they're consumed by it. Mm-hmm. 90% of what carries a Cthulhu name does nothing to impart any of that. <laughs> okay? okay. They use it as a stupid gimmick. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it, the internet has mutated these great stories into this mockery of plush dolls and cartoons and, and even this week's game. So let's hear the five for five finale of Cthulhu Flux. You wanted the finale, you got the finale. The final game in the series. Five for five. One, two, three, four. All right, Nicole. Flux is a card game where the rules change during during the play of cards. The goal of the game how is uh, the, how many cards are drawn and played and how many you can have change from turn to turn. First, a card with the basic rules is, draw, is a draw one and play one card and is in the middle of the table. Then each player is dealt three cards and then one of the... One of the on, oh wait, so on their turn, one... What happens? Excuse me. Is the game mar- morphing as you talk about it? Kind of. Uh, on their turn, a player will play by the current rules of the center of the table. The uh, So, for instance, like in the very beginning, you're going to draw a card and then you're going to play a card. That's all you're going to do. Bring right. you up to four temporarily, then back down to three. You could play a rule card. 
that changes those rules, because several of the cards in their hands will change how the game's played, changing how many are drawn, changing how many are played, how many you can have in your hand. There's also action cards that do a certain effect temporarily, like make someone give you their cards or force uh, everyone to discard cards, etc. Usually, uh, they're just sort of mix up players' hands. There's also keeper cards, and they put them in the front of you. They're usually the most themed cards in the game of whatever theme that you have of the Flux version you have. Which can and be they, pirates, <laughs> spaceships. Right. Now, these things get stuck in front of you. You put them down. They are going to be the, the components that cause you to win. Because you also play goal cards. And uh, the players, these will change how the game is won every single time someone plays them. So it might be, uh, you know, chocolate and peanut butter. And if you have chocolate and peanut butter keepers in front of you, you would immediately win the game if you played that goal down to the table. Um, Lastly, there are these cards called creeper cards in the version we're going to play, which uh, they cause you not to win when you have them. And there's other ways of getting rid of them or forcing other people to take them. And sometimes you can, like, win by having the most creepers, etc. I don't know. I mean, there's just a variety of things. Uh, So then they're automatically played in front of you the moment you draw them out of the deck. So the game is chaotic, as, you know, one would have to be to contain the mighty old ones that are (laughs) the theme (laughs) is based off of in Cthulhu Flux. Right. Okay. Now, Nicole. This is Flux. Right. You forced my hand to play this game. It's funny. Uh, we decided to do this a little different, though. Okay? So, normally we, sh- we play the final, the fifth game in its entirety for whoever's listening. In this case, we are going to play all five games. Now, I am going to abbreviate the first one down to just the final ten minutes of the game which is Cthulhu Flux. But we have so many versions of Flux that we decided to just play every single one that we had. Now, I couldn't find my copy of Star Flux. I don't know if I have it or where it went. I think it's it's at work. It's just not here. Um, But we did end up playing Cthulhu Flux, original Flux, like the 3.0 version. We played Wizard of Oz Flux. And what else? Cartoon Network. Oh, yeah. Cartoon Network Flux. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's let's just get to it and listen to us play the finale of, or actually all five games, including the finale of Flux. Hold on, I still have to play another card. I've played two. I'm going to do one off the top here for my dark gifts. Okay. <clears throat> Dream Thief, take a random card from another player's hand uh, and play it. If you can name something the player is frightened of, you may take and play an additional card. Feet. I'm not scared yes, of them. Yes, you are. Just, if your foot was animal. in your face, how would you react? I would react? freak out. I right. would freak out a lot. So I get two cards, please. Which ones? Uh, I'm just going to take these two. Okay. So the cats of Uthar are now in. Okay. And this new rule, knowledge is power. Uh, to play this card, place it face up in the center of the table. If you have one or more investigators in front of you, creepers do not prevent you from winning. Right. That's a pretty cool thing. Yep. Um. And that's it. Hold on, yeah. I still got one more card to play. Ugh. You, you, why do you Yes, because I only played two, and then I did that top tech deck mm. thing. Um... 
This is terrible. I've got nothing I can do. Okay, so I play the play four card, and then I'm forced to play this one, which means I miss my next turn because I'm revealed as the secret Sweet. cultist. Okay, so I draw one card. Right. Boo. Ugh, this is awful. Okay, so... I'm going to do my dark gift card because I need to. FBI raid. <laughs> Select a doomed keeper or creeper currently on the table and discard it. If you have federal agents on the table, you may discard any keeper, which I don't, but but I can get rid of a doomed thingy. Can I get rid of madness or does it attach? Do I have to get rid of both then to do that? They're attached is what it says. And I think they when you get rid of one, they get rid of both. Huh. Both cards stay together until discarded. Okay, well, I'm going to discard that. So and you'll discard both cards, right? That's fine, then. Okay. Okay. Because I don't like that. Ouch. Okay. All right, and then continuing my turn, because I have to play four. Yes. Hand limit is now two. Is that not exciting? Well, I have zero cards, so that's fine <laughs> with me. And then uh, we have a new goal, checking in. Any player who has a sanitarium along with the investigator on the table wins. Okay, so I get one card. And I'm playing four. Great. I play the cats. Okay. And I have to draw one card. Uh, wait, oh, wait. I do a top deck for dark gifts. Dark gifts? Okay. <laughs> Goal is now insane nightmares. The player with nightmares and madness will win, even Aww. if they have creepers. Wow. That's a bummer because I had madness earlier and got well, rid of it. I have neither thing. <laughs> okay. So my draw one. I have to play in cultists. Right. And then I'm Wilbur gonna, Waitley. I'm gonna do my my uh, blo- dark Top gifts. Deck. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Minions of Darkness. If any three of the following are on the table, the game ends with no winner. Shoggoth. No, he's gone. Yeah, you got rid of uh, the cultist. Yes, I have that. <coughs> Fungi nope. or Necronomicon. Uh, librarian access Necronomicon. So we only have two of the three. Right. So. If one of those third one comes up, then darkness wins. Right. So it's, it's your my turn. turn. Okay. Here's my card I have to play. Uh, at home with the Waitleys. Uh, the player who has the farm and the cultist wins. Oh, I don't have the farm. I need to buy the farm. Oh, wait. That's and not good. And then I top deck play one. Why not? Draw three and play two of them. What? Discard the last one. So I draw three. One. Two. It's exciting for you. And you three. You might be able to win with this. Oh. Can you win? This is so funny. Um, so I'm going to play two. Right. This is kind of interesting. Uh, I'm just going to play these both down. Both keepers, and I discard this one. This Man, you stole my farm. Heck yeah, I did. In your face. Suck. Your turn. All right. So I draw Top one. Decking. No, this is my one card. I know, but I'm saying we're top decking the whole game because you I have know. to play the card that you draw, so it doesn't matter what it says. Do you have the Necronomicon? I have the librarian who acts as the Necronomicon unless the Necronomicon's on the table. Well, this you have to have both, so you still don't win. And then I'm going to top deck it for the dark gifts. And oh, wouldn't it be both? No. Because it says counts as the Necronomicon for purposes of actions and rules if but the real Necronomicon is But you can't win anyway because you've got creepers. But we have a rule right here. 
that said, uh, knowledge is power, investigators win, even if uh, in that front of you. That shows both. And it can count. You from, even if it counts as one or the other. It does not count as both. Okay, I'll say it does. Okay, discard your entire hand, then draw as many cards as you discarded. If you have the Necronomicon on the table, draw two additional cards. Do not count this card. I, it's basically, okay, that's it. It's your turn. Okay, drawing one. The professor. Top Where's decking. Marianne? Top decking. Where's Gilligan? The fun guy. Is that uh, we lose? We just lost. Really? Yeah, darkness wins. Darkness falls across the land. Because we have the cultist, the creeper, and uh, or the uh, the fungi, and the <laughs> all right, well, the one thing acting as the Necronomicon. Round so. one, and none of us win, and we lose. That is some <laughs> super sucky suck. Wait, wait, there's a. I don't like that. Well, if we were playing with the meta rule, I would have won. Right, but we're not. <laughs> I know we both just lost that game in darkness. We once. both just lost. So we have to add a third person into this. Why? Because darkness can win. In this five for five challenge. <laughs> That's game one. That's disappointing. Twenty eight minutes to play the first game of Flux, Nicole. It's gonna take us two and a half hours at this rate. Well, who knew that Flux could be so complicated? It's you know, we've got like other versions. Maybe we should mix it up. On the fly. We're playing Cthulhu Flux five times. Unless you want to play... How many different versions of Flux do we have? We have Star Flux. Wizard of Oz. Flux, and we have Wizard of Oz Flux. And regular Flux. But we don't have a fifth one. Maybe we do. Pause the recording. Oh my god, this is going to get off the rails. <laughs> All right, Nicole. So we're going back. We've decided to... We have can't find five Fluxes, but we found four... So we've played <laughs> Cthulhu, and we decided since we're going to play these a uh, certain number of times, or four different ones, and then play our fifth one, which is our favorite one. Which I'll let you decide. We decided <laughs> to go ahead and all flux. Well, we decided to go ahead and meta rule the first one and give the win to me because I did have more doom, and the meta rule was if you had the most doom, whenever doom wins, then you were the one who won the game. Right. So I won, and you won the game. So yes, I am willing to concede that to you. Thank you, because you're so conceited. <laughs> <laughs> well, only because I'm the best. Oh well, there is that. <laughs> that sounds conceited. <laughs> <laughs> that means I'm the best because I married the best. What are you talking about? Can't By be default. The best. So uh, in the original flux, it's there's nothing. <laughs> you said to two it. cards, didn't you? Um. No, it's three. Start by shuffling the deck okay. and deal three cards to each player. Place this card in the center of the this table. One, we should. I wish we had Draw known we were going to do this one. before we started the first game because we would have played this first. We would have played this first because it's a lot easier, simpler than the other ones. So, well, we could edit this the other way well, around. Well, I'm just I guess saying, then there's the no surprise. One is like the ultimate of all of them, I think, as far as difficulty. Well, who knew? I did. Well, you're smart. I don't, well, you're the best. I, I the forget. Best. You and didn't. You forget. You know, you didn't mention this whole thing before we started. <laughs> so no. I think I'll go first then. It's your turn. Okay, so I draw a card and then I will play a card and I'm going to make a goal. <laughs> right. Then what? Um, I think our goal should be toast. So if any player has both bread and the toaster on the table, they win. Let's hope I do. It's your turn. Okay, I draw a card. I take a bite. Um, yeah, that one's dumb. Well, I have to play a card, and I'll just play uh, Rocket Science so I get rid of your toast. No. <laughs> if you have the brain and the rocket ship, you are the winner. Okay. Your turn. I draw a card. 
and I shall play war. What is it good for? Winning it's, the game. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so. I draw a card. Ugh, this is just dumb. I'm, I'm stuck in this loop. All right, so I get rid of this goal I just put down. I play night and day. If you have the moon and the sun, then you win. Go. Draw a card. <laughs> I play in a keeper. Milk. Yeah, at least you're getting all the keepers. Excellent. I know. So I draw a card, and I play in peace. Mm. That's not beneficial for me. It's beneficial for me. Okay, so I draw a card. Yes. And I play an action, steal a keeper. So I will take your piece. Great. I barely got a card, and then you stole it. I love it. Good for you. This game is awesome. All right. Um, peace. I then change this to milk and chocolate, or chocolate milk. Ooh, if I get chocolate, I win. Great, good I for you. I draw a card, <laughs> and I chocolate, we can end this game play the brain. I have four <laughs> keepers, two Freds, no keepers. Right, and she stole one of mine. That's how good she's playing. Uh, I'm going to change my goal to the dreamland, and uh, it's whoever has the... Sleep and the dreams will win the game. Your okay. Turn. I draw a card and I play a goal. The brain, no TV. So if the brain is on the table, which it is, and TV is not on the table, which is isn't, I win. So you so. just won? I just won. Excellent. Good job. Yay. We're done with Flux. And that's Flux. <laughs> that was Flux part one. That one <laughs> took us three minutes to play. Three minutes. <laughs> I'm glad it's over already. Okay. So Oz or Cartoon Network? Doesn't matter. Let's go Oz. There you go. I know which one's going to be Fred's favorite, the original, because it took the least amount of time. <laughs> That's so <laughs> Spoiler bad. Spoiler alert. Okay. Eh, I can't get these out of the box. You never get those out of the box. Would you like to shuffle those for me, please? I'm Thank better you. Because you better. If not, we will have. Okay, so Oz Flux draw. plays just like original Flux. Draw one, play one. However, they do add in. Nope, you have regular goals, keepers, and actions. They do. This is where they. I think they added in the surprise cards. No, nope, maybe they added the creepers on this one. I don't know, but they do have surprises and creepers, just like Cthulhu, which we played. Um, the surprise can be played at any time, even when it isn't your turn. The creepers have to be played just like previously, and they don't count as one of the cards that you drew. And it has a Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz theme. So, ta-da! Are you done shuffling yet? There's, oh, it's taking like, you longer like to cards shuffle, in here and they have to be shuffled correctly. Longer to shuffle than it took for us to play that whole that game. Is incorrect. You are exaggerating by at least half. There's three. Here's right. my three. I'm going to start because you cheated last time. I, I did not cheat. <clears throat> All right. Um, new rule is to play four. Oh, no. So okay. play the rest of your hand out. Uh, so I play a goal that says off to see the wizard, and then I replace that goal with no place like home. So now you have to have... Oops, that's not the discard. You have to have Dorothy and... Uh, Kansas. Player who has Kansas and Dorothy. And now I do rules reset, so I reset back to basic rules. Your turn. Wow, that was cheap. So I draw a card, <laughs> and I... I'm now top decking in this game. 
<laughs> oh, and then I play a new rule. Um, green spectacles. If you're wearing either glasses or green clothing or both, draw and play one extra card per turn. So I am wearing glasses because that's what I do. I can't see without them. Great. Let me go get my shades out of the car. Fred is not wearing glasses. That does not count, Mr. Lasik. And he's wearing a black T-shirt. So I get to draw an extra you know, card and play an extra right card. glasses on, my T-shirt looks green. So, And I will play jackpot. So I draw three extra cards. One. Oh, good for two, you. Two and change how three. Many you play, so it's my turn. I know it is your turn. One card. Uh, this is the new rule. Magic shoes. Once per turn, you may click your heels together three times in order to draw a card and immediately play it. Uh, if you draw a <laughs> creeper, you repeat it. So click, click, click. And I draw a card and I play this. Now you draw two, so I have to draw another card. Okay. Because I only drew one card this time. Okay? Your turn. All right. So I will draw my two cards. One. Two Plus your green spectacles. That's if I want. Well, I gotta pl- do my one play oh. first. I don't know if I want yet. Um, blah. No, you draw and play one extra card per turn. It doesn't say if you want to. It's okay, you fine. Do. Give me one more. Thank you. And then I still, so I have to draw two, or I mean, I have to play, play two. two. Right. Okay. Meh. I'm going to play in Fly Monkeys. So the player who has Winged Monkeys and the uh, Wicked Witch of the West at the table wins, which no one does. Okay. That's one. And I will also play in Draw Three and play two of them. Set your hand aside, draw three cards, play two of them, and discard the last one. So one, two... Three, I will play in Dorothy as my keeper. I will play in the Very Brave Lion, and I will discard the other one that doesn't matter. The Brave Lion is a goal, so the uh, player with the Potion of Courage and the Cowardly Lion at the table wins, which no one has. And I'm going to click my heels, click, click, click. And top deck. And top deck it. Okay, so I also steal something. Aww. And there's uh, nothing to steal. But at least I stole that card away from Fred because he would have drawn it on his turn. Oh, I would have stole from you. My I turn, know, I draw turn. two. <clears throat> um. <clears throat> Pardon me. Well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to play this card. What is it that? It discards the green spectacle card. Aw, but the I like cards. it. Discard your choice of up to half of the new rule cards. Rounded up, so I so can discard actually another discard one, two. but I'm not going to. So then I go click, 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 and I top deck this one. Oh. Oh, no. Broomstick. Broomstick? Yep. Okay, so my turn? Broomstick keeper. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay, I won two-card draw. And... Oh, God. I'm going to play in And Your Little Dog. The player who has both Dorothy and Toto wins. Hmm. Changed it again. Yep, it's your turn. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, click, click. Top decking it. That's mine. I Oh, well, I have to play it, though. Uh, when another player plays a keeper, it goes in front of you instead of them. 
during your turn, steal another player's keeper. So I get your keeper. I get your broomstick. Just now? Yep. Wow, great. Good for you. My turn. Draw uh -huh. two. I will play in Kansas. And you would have won earlier. Click, no, you click, wouldn't click. Have. And Top deck. Field of Poppies. All players other than you miss their next turn, except for anyone who is either the Tin Woodman or the Scarecrow on the table in front of them. You wow. do not, so I draw two. One and two. Oh. This is... I'm going to play in this Artificial Heart Keeper. And I will click, click, click to do another top deck. And I will play in the Artificial Brain Keeper as well. Wow. <clears throat> All right. So I draw two. Eh. I'm playing this one in just for you. Uh, if I only knew the words, if you sing a few bars of an Oz-themed Oz song during your turn, draw one extra card. Draw another card if no one has yet used this song for this reason during this game. So if you sing, you get to play an extra card. Oh, and I'm going to click, click my heels and top deck it. And I get Toto, and I win. Too late, I win. I was going to win the next turn, so I love this game still. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's... Three down. Fred, Keep you never moving. sang, though. Will you sing sing a little... Uh, nope, absolutely not. If I, if only... I had won, I would. Aw. But since I did not, I will not, and I will not entertain people with that. I dropped a card. But the people have spoken, and they want to hear you sing. No, you are not the people. You are a person. <laughs> Singular. <laughs> Put that away, and we are ready for our fourth flux in 40 minutes. Give I me so I can start shuffling. Let this you is shuffle the, those. Cartoon Network Flux, and I gotta say, a big step down in box quality. This has a flip top lid instead of a lift off the box lid, so you got just a mess of cards that just poured out. In all fairness, we got it on total clearance <laughs> at Target, so it costs like next to nothing. Right. Um, so this one, I don't think there's any real big differences. So I have the new rules, the basic rules, uh, actions, goals, and keepers. But I don't even think it has creepers. It doesn't have creepers? No. Not that we came up with any right there. It looks like Cthulhu Flux has the most creepers. Nah, it's a creepy game. <clears throat> so here is our basic rule card. Here is way too many other cards. What are those cards? Those are going to this. Oh. They kind of came out weird. They did. They Because <laughs> it's came a, kind, out of weird. A, kind of a crappy box. The junkiest of the flux boxes. But it does have an advertisement for all the other fluxes, so there's not However, all of them. these are the most slick cards that I've had so far in the flux games. So what we don't have is Star Flux, which I know we have somewhere. It's just buried. I don't know where. I can't find it. Pirate Flux. I'm sure they make you talk like a pirate at some point. Monty Python Flux. Zombie Flux. Regular Show Flux. Uh, and Choose One. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not flux. Go flux yourself. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> Aquarius, Chrononauts, Early American Chrononauts, Seven Dragons, and uh, Looney Pyramids. But that's just... Oh, and Lunacy. Flux Lunacy. Huh. Well, there's some advertisements for Looney Labs. <laughs> yeah, this one we paid $5 for. Yeah, so... Which I think is an appropriate price for this game. Except I don't really know a lot of these Cartoon Network characters. I know, I know the Adventure Time guys. I know Samurai Jack. I know the Powerpuff Girls, Dexter, I know, uh, Johnny Bravo. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't know who that little uh, yeah, that bird... Guy. No, the bird. Who's I, the bird? Yeah. There's like a blue Woody Woodpecker. 
right. guy. I don't know who that is. These are good. I don't care. Are you done? Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so what are we? I won two, you won one? Yes. You're going to take this challenge, aren't you? It's your turn. Is it? <laughs> I got to say, these have a much cleaner look. I like these. Yeah, they're nice. Okay, so I draw a card. Oh, great. Um, I'm going to do the play two rule as our new rule. Okay. So I will. Uh, okay, so I'm going to play this action. It's called Everyone Gets One. Uh, I count the number of players, which is two. And each I pick one to keep and I give the other one to Nicole. <gasps> and then I play this one in as well. So that would be my second card. And that's I played the keeper Dexter. All right. So I draw one. Right. And I get to play two. Uh, I'm going to play in a new rule. Cartoon talk. If you speak with a cartoon character's voice during your turn, draw one extra card. Draw two extra cards if you've been continuing to use your funny voice since your previous turn. So... I'm not wow. going to talk in a cartoon voice because <laughs> I don't know any of these, how any of these people sound. Um, for my second one, I'm going to do a new rule, which is play three, which kind of sucks because now I have to play another card. <laughs> <clears throat> and for my third card, I'm also sucks because now I'm going to play play four. So I have to play another card. Don't give me that look. Hmm. And for my fourth action, I'm going to add a goal. I'll save you, Finn, plus a princess. And it can be either the, the pink princess or the poofy purple right. princess. Who are they? Mm -hmm. uh, it's Princess Bubblegum and the, uh, oh, God, what's her name? Something princess. Gloopy princess. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm gloppy. Okay. It's not gloppy. No. I can't remember. That was stolen. I apologize. I can't remember my turn. Props to beer and board I games. I draw one. They rock. I draw one card. <laughs> <laughs> that means I get to do another one, right? That's right. Well, I didn't stay in character, so I don't get to do extra stuff, but I get to do one more card, right? Okay. Okay. I get to play one more card, which is terrible because everything I have. You have to play four cards. Right. I have to play every single card. So I'm just right. going to go shuffle these because it doesn't even matter. Because they're all goal cards that affect nothing, that have nothing to do with what I have on the table. Okay. So I'm going to just play every single one of these and end up with gum people. And it's uh, Benson plus Princess Bubblegum. Her name was Bubblegum. Okay. And that's three goals I just threw in the trash. Okay. Your turn. I draw one. And I play... I'm going to play my new rule, goal mill, free action. Once during your turn, discard as many of your goal cards as you choose, then draw that many cards. So I'm going to discard that goal and draw that many cards. Hmm. But then I still have to play. Oh, and it's another goal. So don't touch that button, D and Dexter, which sucks because you already have Dexter. This could lose it for me. Oh, no. Oh, DD. Oh. I draw these next card. <laughs> and if I win, I win. I who, don't. Who is that? That's Dexter. Really? Uh, let's see. So I draw another card for being trying to do Dexter terribly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I've got to play everything. The new keeper limit is three. And this new other rule is, uh, yeah. Yeehaw. And it's with an exclamation point. Uh, you must say, yeehaw, 
Every time you play a keeper, if you fail to do this and someone points it out, the player gets the keeper that you were playing instead of you. That's wow. actually kind of fun. That there is kind of fun. Your turn. All right. I draw one card and I play it. Um, so now the goal is collector of princesses. So I need the Ice King plus a princess. Fred's turn. I can't remember what her name is. The other princess. Uh, our hand limit is now three. Your turn. All right. And Not that we get any hand. <laughs> zap a card. Choose a card and play anywhere on the table except for the basic rules and add it to your hand. Well, then I will just take that keeper card and add Are it to my hand, stealing? which I have to play it. So yeehaw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hit on the head with an anvil. The player of your choice must discard their entire hand of cards, which is nobody to return again. Okay. Terrible. Uh, we are changing it to draw two. So I have to draw another card. Right. And the goal now is do it or you're fired. Uh, Benson plus Mordecai or Rigby. Rigby apparently is either, well, that bird is either. Is the bird Mordecai or is the bird Rigby? There's a squirrel no thing idea. too. So, all right, there's that. Show I never watched. And it is your turn. All right, I'm going to draw two cards. Three cards, actually, because I'm doing Johnny Bravo. Hoo ha! Ha! <laughs> okay, there we go. Three cards. Um, I can play one. Is that right? Or play all four? No, I you have to play, play all four. four. Courage goes in front of me. This gets changed out for science. Dexter. You did not yeehaw. I get your keeper. Thank you. Uh, and then if. <laughs> uh, and then I exchange keepers, which I don't have any, so it's your turn. Okay. I draw two cards. Um. Rules reset. Reset to the basic rules. Discard all new rules and leave only the basic rules in play. Do not discard the current goal. So goes okay. to the basic rules. So there's my one played. Okay, my turn. Yep. <clears throat> the new goal is sidekicks. Any two in play. Uh, what is it? Darwin, Jake, or Rigby? Huh. Oh, that's Rigby then. So that weird bird is Mordecai. See how you learn in this game? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I draw a card, and I'm going to play in new rule keeper limit four. Your turn. Okay, drawing a card. Yeehaw! I don't have to do that, but my keeper is now Princess Bubblegum. Ooh, she's been popular earlier. Ooh, right. Okay, I draw a card. No cards are on it. <laughs> and I'm going to play in a new rule. Chemical X takes instant effect. Once during your turn, if at least one Powerpuff girl is on the table somewhere, you can draw and immediately play a card. Bet there's not, so it's your turn. Bubbles is in play, so I can what now? Oh. Once during your turn, if at least one Powerpuff Girl is on the table somewhere, you can draw and immediately play a card. I do. What time is it, Finn and Jake? Mm. It's adventure time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to draw a card, and I'm going to play a new rule. My hand limit, your hand limit is now four. Oh, Okay. Okay, so my new rule is I get to draw four, so I get to draw three Ooh. more cards, plus I get to draw one and keep one, or draw one and play one. One, two, and three. Oh, I should have been able to do that, too. I forgot. Um, I'm going to do a draw and play with my Powerpuff Girl. New rule is all but one. Replaces the play rule. Play all but one of your cards. Draw an extra card if you started with none and only drew one. So this is now our play all but one. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> um, discard all keeper and limits currently in play. So this goes away. And so does the hand limit. And the hand limit goes away. 
And then I play in Super Geniuses, Dexter and Mojo, and it's your turn. Okay, so... Draw four I, and you oh, play all but one. One, two, three, four, and I play in Mojo and I win. Do you? Yep. Good job. So you've taken this... And Mojo, are, Jojo. I think this is my favorite one because it's out. This so is your yes, but the other one took so much less I'm, time. I'm okay with this. Let's just uh, let's just get through this. Wow, please. You hate this so much. I told you I did, but <laughs> let's just get through this last game. <laughs> and since this is on the table, and I don't have to open another box. Yeah, and but this the one other one's have, so much easier. This one didn't have creepers or anything. It was fine. So it played the exact same. It did not. How long did this one take? Like five uh, minutes. Five minutes. Okay, fine. We'll play the other I'm one. I'm just saying. There you go. Put it away. No, okay, we can play the other one. I don't care. I did win, though, so okay. Even though I said you could pick. I'm picking the basic. Let's go back to basics. Not picking Cthulhu, I'll tell you that right now. Well, I knew that. I think it's Because I beat you. <laughs> what, have you what are you up, three to one now? I know. That was the only one you won was Cthulhu. And then and that one you won because of the meta rule that we gave Look, you. I, I, I love this game. You hate this game so it's, much. It's like rolling dice versus each other for six rounds in a row. And if you hit the, an 18 on a three six-sided dice roll, you win the game automatically. Wait, what was that rule? If, if we take three six-sided dice and just start rolling them, and the first person to roll 18 wins, it's the same feeling as playing this game. Wow, this is the worst box ever. It's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> Don't worry. If we hurry up, we can keep this under an hour. And then we can go get a pizza. All right, there we go. Flux! I draw first. Draw one and play one. Um... I'm going to play new rule, a second agenda card, or like a second goal Ooh. card can be on the table. Your turn. Go. Okay. I draw and I play uh, sleep Okay. as a keeper. I draw and I play um, ch I play a keeper bread. Bread? All right. I'm going to draw... And I'm going to play in Peace, No War as a goal. If no one has war on the table, then the player with peace on the table wins. I hope you have peace in your hand. Um, I play in Milk. Your turn. Ooh. You okay. play Peace. Come on. I no. know. I know. No, I, drew, I have to draw. Then you play Peace. I do not. Dang it. <laughs> I play... No hand bonus. If you have no cards in your hand at the start of your turn, draw a new hand of three cards before observing the current draw rule. It's your turn. I play in dreams as a keeper. Your turn. Ugh. <clears throat> um, I play in a new rule. We play in reverse order, so it's your turn. <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. Um... I play in the brain as a keeper. Your turn. Gosh, you're getting all these keepers. You're going to win. I don't like that. Ooh, draw two and use them. I'm going to do that. So one, two. I'm going to play in television, and I'm going to play in... Ooh, this is terrible. I have to play it, though. Okay, the second goal is five keepers. If someone has five keepers, they win. Okay. If you draw a keeper, you win. I draw. I do not. Oh. Um... I play in a goal of chocolate and cookies over your peace and war thing. Okay. Your turn. Chocolate and cookies. Hmm. Okay, I draw a card. And 
And I play in Let's Do That Again. Search the discard pile. Take any action or new rule card you wish and play it immediately. So I'm going to play draw two and use them. So I draw two. One, two. And I'll make this easy for you. Okay, so I play in Exchange Keepers. So I get your keepers, you get mine. You're a super jerk. And then I play this in, so I have five keepers and I win. You ruin every one of these games except for one of them. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's over. There you go. You're so happy. It was the worst. All right, Nicole, guess what? What? You won, so you get your theme. Did I win? Yes. It's, it's so nice that my joy brings you such pain. Ugh. What? That's awful. It is awful. <laughs> this game is awful. What happened? So uh, there it is. You have it. Uh, five games of Flux. The Cthulhu one is the most complex and legitimately most took us complex. 35 minutes. The next four games lasted about five minutes each. Mm-hmm. That's and that normal. with setup time. And Cthulhu, we kind of got stuck in a with those creepers because it had an extremely large amount of those creeper cards mm-hmm. that stopped us from winning. And so we were kind of trapped in this can't win, can't win, can't win kind of thing. And just and we ended up just losing because we got killed by the Cthulhu creatures. Which is actually proving your point of you should lose. Everybody should lose. <laughs> I don't know. It's so bad. It gave you a tiebreaker so, at least. What, let's just talk about Flux, okay? <laughs> what, what do you like about Flux? It is so easy to teach someone. Right. You can literally just take out the cards put the one card in the middle and say, you can't win this game until this changes. And right now, the only point of the game is you're going to draw a card and you're going to play a card and just do what the cards say. Right. And then at some point there'll be a goal. And if you can reach the goal by putting right. out, putting out your keepers, you win. Yeah. If you say, you can explain if, it in less you, than three if you minutes. Say, These are the cards, creepers, goals, and actions. Mm hmm. And rules. Those are your four types of cards. If it's a rule, it gets played up here and changes these. Mm-hmm. If it's a keeper, it gets played down in front of you. If it's a goal, it gets played out in the middle and, cha- and gets rid of the other goal. And then if it's an action, you just do whatever the card says. Yeah. <clears throat> and you have to have zero experience playing games. You can play it at lunch. You can right. teach it quick. You can stop it at any time because mm-hmm. it's so luck-based. It right. doesn't even matter. Right. But it's a nice little activity right. to get you through anything. Um, I think I like it mostly when it's short. The 35-minute game bummed me out. I yeah, was just it was like, a little oh, much. Oh, come on. You know? 10 minutes or less <laughs> is, is the right time frame for a Flux game. Right. I would say if it goes over 10 minutes, it's overstaying, it's welcome. Just mm-hmm. like uh, if uh, Munchkin goes over 15 to 20, it's overstaying, it's welcome. <laughs> and we played that one for like, what, two hours? <laughs> this is very much in the same vein, where I don't think there's much strategy to this game. I don't think Not there's really. um, like almost any other than just hold on to cards. If you have a keeper, you know, get all your keepers down on the table as soon as possible. Hold your goal cards in your hand or whatever mm-hmm. until you can use them to win. Because you don't want to play a goal card down that you almost have enough stuff to do and then have someone just change the goal. Right. So you keep goals that match the keepers that are in front of you in your hand until you can actually play that keeper in. Right. Or until you can potentially win. That's about it. That's like the only strategy, you know. Um it's very light. I like that, you know, yeah. because th- this thing is so random. If it got too complex, I'd just be and even I, more. I think annoyed. that's where Cthulhu got annoying. Is <laughs> it got a little overly complex? Right. Um, they were trying to be fancy <clears throat> with some of those cards, and in the meantime, I'm just getting here going, "Ugh, okay, are we done? What? Yeah. what nah. 
What else you like? It's very portable. Like the original Flux <laughs> is smaller than my phone. Right. It's that's the size, just barely bigger than the size of the cards that are inside the box. Yeah. And and its footprint is the same size. Right. You know, it's a small footprint. It is a small footprint. <laughs> it can get big when you get some of these more complex versions out there, um, but it's still not that big. Right. I think uh, because of the design of it, it adapts to the theme really, really easy. Yeah. You just change the goals to include whatever the theme is about. You know. Yeah. If it's Wizard of Oz, then one of the goals is right. obviously going to be you know something to do with the Yellow Brick Road and Dorothy. Right. And then and one could be flying monkeys in the broom. Right. You know, or exactly. whatever. Exactly. I and, mean, you just take and they can do a <laughs> Harry Potter one of it easily, and you'd have your snitch and your right. You know, Nimbus. Uh, the 2000. action cards don't adapt at all. They just leave them pretty much They're the pretty same. They're pretty much the same, yeah. Uh, a little the, bit of change based the keepers, on... Keepers and Creepers are, are pretty much the same thing. You know, a villain in whatever theme you're in would be a Creeper. Mm-hmm. And, and Keepers a, are everything else. Right. Anything else could be themed to that. Right. So, I mean, you get you get a taste of the theme no matter what it is. You do. Because mm-hmm. there's so many images and, and they're all they're all uniquely drawn for these cards. Uh, what do you dislike about this game? If it goes on too long, it's way too long. Right. And that's kind of a bummer. Um, and because it is so luck-based, some people just have this extreme aversion to it, such as you. <laughs> because it's, I mean, there is there is extremely little strategy involved. Mm-hmm. There can be some, but it's it's still based on the luck of the draw. Right. And I don't know. Okay. There's well, not much I don't like about it. I think it's a fine game. I have a lot of fun with I it. I say... It's hardly a game. It's an activity. It's, I'll give you that. I, I'd say it's, you know, I've heard people say apples to apples is not a game because if someone wanted a king make, it would be effortless. Right. If two people said this person's not going to win, the game's over for that person. They will never win. I have gotten into a position in flux, though, where I had no choice but to let someone else win. I was in a position where I had to, like, draw... Uh, one card, but play three of them, which at that point meant your hand, hand was slowly dwindling down to nothing. Right. And I had no choice but to play a card that led someone else to win. Right. You know, so, I mean, I could have, I don't know, if, if actions had gone a little differently, I could have changed one of the rules potentially. I'm, I'm telling you, there's almost no intelligent decisions in this game. There's eh, Every once in a while, it's just, it is a rarity though. Right. Um. I would say if you've played one, you've played the rest. They're pretty much the same. Uh, I would say the fastest is the Flux one, the original 3.0, because mm-hmm. it doesn't include creepers, and it's pretty much just play cards until you get a matching theme, and or I until like you get the, a matching goal. I like the creepers in there added, but um, I don't, I mean, I, I think I like the original one the best. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, the more simple it is, the better for us. But that's because it plays faster. Yeah, um, but if you were going to take that out of there and make me pick a theme, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd say just still... pick your theme and go with that. Yeah, one. I mean, I'd like to try like the uh, the pirate <laughs> one. It'd be fun, pirates. I'm pretty Arr. sure that if I looked at it, there would be no unique rules to that one. Yeah, it'd just be another version of Flux. I got to admit, though, I would not pick up Cthulhu Flux again. I don't need it. Right. I thought the, the cartoon flux much. was laid out really well. It was that for some reason the, the cards had a different type font and they were cleared up a little bit. Yeah, it was really nice. The card stock was really good on it too. It was really easy to read. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, they did a good job with those. Yeah, in this case, increasing the complexity does not help the fun of the game. It doesn't at all. And you'd it actually think, decreases you'd think, the fun of the game. You'd think because they added in this Cthulhu theme and they went a little extra step farther that it might make it more interesting. No, Mm-mm. it just made it longer and less fun. Right. That's all it did. Um, I think it's supposed to supposedly add a little more strategy, but I don't think they did. Truly, I, I think that if I were someone playing this game, I would just buy Uno. No. Uno is a way better game than this. Oh, God. It is. I wouldn't buy Uno. You can't I would play, buy Uno. You can't play Uno two-player. It's so much better. I mean, I guess you, I think you can maybe, but it's, it's not so fun. much better than Flux, no, and it feels not. about like the same to me. I'd take Flux any day over Uno. <laughs> You're crazy. But the one thing okay, you have now to, Uno attack I would take. The one thing you have to remember about Uno you? is that you say Uno at the second to the last card played, not the last card, Matt. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so what would you say you rated this? What's your, what, what's your, I'm sorry, what's the difficulty of this game? A one. Yeah, this is a one. This is a one. We actually played a one on this We played a one. Can you believe that? Flux is a one. Flux is one. Yep. It is on the. Fluxing one. It is on the same level of (laughs) difficulty as Uno, Phase 10, Scrabble, Yahtzee. Yahtzee, yeah. Yeah. Any of those. Um. Even if you play Cthulhu Flux, it is still on that same level. What would you give this on a rating out of five? As a genre whole? You walk into our board game room and you look at all the games in the room and you say, what is this? Do you know I have to give it a five? Oh, my God. I have to. Do you know why? Why? Because I keep the original Flux with me. Like, I, I took it oh, out of my bag. the corners are worn. Oh, yeah. I took it out of my bag so that we could play it for the podcast. I keep like it with it me. Much. No, because it's that easy. It's that accessible. I can just anybody want to play a game and boom, I've got one ready. It's tiny. It's smaller than a normal pack of cards. Right. And I can just have it. And it's not anybody want to play poker. No, I don't want to play poker. You know what I would play instead? What? I, I'd play that. That uh, ticket to ride on my iPhone. I'd play Pass, Pass the, the Pigs instead of that. Pass the Pigs can get a little unruly, though. It's so good. I know. It's a good one. Uh, I think this is... Ugh, it's so bad. I'd it, say it's a two. <clears throat> For me, it's a two. That's I, fine. I, I mean, seriously, if someone says, hey, you want to play Flux? I immediately... My gut kind of tenses for a second when I hear that. I'm just like, ugh. It's just such a pure little game. I mean, I, I, I won't turn it down because the experience is so short and mm-hmm. someone's saying, I want to play a short game that takes no effort at all. And I'm like, okay. I just want to pass time a little bit. Can we play something bit? else better eh. after this? Yeah, but like like I said, I mean, taking it to a restaurant and wait, playing it while you're waiting for your table, why not? Right. Uh, I've got 10 more minutes on my lunch break. Do you guys, you want to play Flux? Sure. Why not? You know, it's easy. It's fast. If you... Run out of time and you have to pack it up. Right. Who cares? Okay. So that's why I give it a five because I always have it with me. I'm going to I'm gonna have to buy another copy of it. Right. Guess what? We're done? That's enough about Flux. <laughs> <laughs> you got your Flux episode. Okay. Thank you, baby. <laughs> so that wraps up episode 58. That no one's ever going to want to listen to because <laughs> of Flux. I know. Now, if you have a topic you would like to hear us talk about or a question, please write us at talkaboutboardgames at gmail.com. If you'd like to contribute to the discussions, simply go to our website, talkaboutboardgames.com, and click the forums button at the top left to get to our guild page. That's where all those people put all that stuff in for peaked interest and stuff. 
So if you'd like to check out our Facebook uh, page, you could and like it while you're there. You could also follow our Instagram or our Twitter feeds. Now, links to those can be found on our website as well. And in two weeks, we return with another 545 finale when we attempt to defend our spaceship in real time when we play the cooperative game Space Alert. So thanks for listening. I also got a creeper here for Hastur. The French demon? The French demon. <laughs> uh, so I'm also going to play this rule in and, and make it a play three, and I've already oh, played good. three cards, so that's the end of my turn. Oh, thank goodness.